to do with this issue involving
father that wondered what the shepherd told them. The shepherd said, no, you have seen the angel of my companion. So Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, and as it had been told them by the angel. In our scripture today, In that region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all the people. For to you who is born this day in the city of David, Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a faith wrapped in cloth and gold and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, for he prayed to God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. And the angel flew away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see what this thing has happened. What has the Lord made known to us? And they went with haste. They found Mary and Joseph in the cave, lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning the child. And all the rest wondered at what the shepherds told them. For Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that had heard and seen. In our scripture today, Mary has given birth to Jesus. We read here first that the people received the great news of the Lord's personal shepherd, tending the flocks tonight. Suddenly, a great light as an angel appeared to them, and the angel of the Lord came with it. That is usually when it says the Bible says the angel of the Lord, it's usually the Lord. Many times from the Bible, the angel of the Lord usually refers to Jesus himself. And this was the third time in which Luke spoke along. Further evidence of this says he was standing in the light in the glory of the Lord. That would make sense that it was Jesus standing in his own light. As you go in the Bible, the first reaction of the shepherds to the angel was fear. And as usual, the angel told them not to be afraid. Since you can understand if you consider yourself or us as a species, human being, imperfect human being, coming into direct contact with perfection, we don't know how to react. Because not only do we feel what we feel, and our first, our first reaction internally is, well, it's weird. Because we're standing in the pageant's very presence of perfection. The angel of Columbus, our shepherd, said, a favor for them. And that they were finding a raptor flock in a manger in Bethlehem. This appearance wasn't as bad as distance, it was up less than personal for the angel of the shepherd. The word appeared here in a Greek verb, epiphany, which means to stand or near a specific place. The verb also occurs with the idea of suddenness. The second sign here is that the newborn would be born in a manger. This is unique. Greek 
of the words used here for Savior is the Greek word soter, which means rescue, Savior, deliverer, or perseverer. Suddenly an angel, an angel, almost a fearful angel, and they all sing, Glory to God in the highest heaven on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. The peace the angel most mentioned would not be peace between humans, not between us. You know what? Peace right here. Do you know the Lord? Do you know your world falling apart around you? Well, you should be at peace within your heart. Because you know where you, where you are, obviously. But it's better yet to know where you're going. That should be peaceful all times and all circumstances for all people. After saying this, they end up returning to their homes in heaven and the shepherds were standing in the field. The Greeks go to Sephra to personally see what they brought told them and what the Lord had made known. Seeing as shepherds, which I just told you about them, realize that they're not, these shepherds in this story are not biblically alone. There are shepherds throughout the Bible. They didn't tell you in the Old Testament. Some of Israel's greatest and Christianity's greatest heroes were shepherds. This includes Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David. They were all shepherds. And of course, we follow a great shepherd. With haste, the shepherds made the trip to Bethlehem. There they found Mary and Joseph with the baby. It probably wasn't too difficult to find out the season as I was thinking about it. How many days do you know a line of major? That's probably unique. It is unique. And now it's physically one of the two ingredients to find Jesus and Mary and Joseph. They returned to the flock with the word, praising and glorifying God. And this is how we shall respond. Every response will say, What we do when we learn of the Lord, we praise, praise Him. What we say, what we do, is everything. Even every thought. I know that's not likely to happen in most circumstances here on earth. But you know what? Every thought, every action, every word should be pointing directly to Jesus Christ in our faith. Mary Turn to our carol, Henry. Um, angels we have heard on high. 
glad to see you when we commemorate the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant that his spirit may be born anew in our hearts this night, and that we may joyfully welcome him to reign over us. Open our ears that we may hear again the angelic chorus of old. Open our lips that we may sing with uplifting sight. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace is will for us all. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the willingness to spread the common. We thank you for Gavin, Robin, and Sherry, and we just thank you again for the life of me. Thank you, Father, that this Christmas Eve we may be small in numbers, but we're high in quality. We try to anticipate and try to recall the events that went on during the first birth of Christ. And now as we enter into a possible second advent in chaos that we see going on in the world today, we reach out to those by way of television and radio and other means of communication, Lord. We pray that Christ may be born in their hearts. And the spiritual laws of rebirth uh, that we need to come to that point in our lives where we ask Jesus into our hearts and our lives. We need to repent, we need to turn directions from self-directed to God-directed. And we pray this evening, uh, evening as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, what a greater celebration would be the birth of Christ in the hearts and lives of those people by way of airways as we that this will be shown on television and radio and other means of communication. We pray that we may seriously pray that prayer will come all you faithful, that we may admit our sins and our failures, sins of commission, things we've committed and omission, the good things in life we should have done. And we pray, Father, that as we admit our failures, that A, admitting our failures, that we need to be, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and then see, confess him as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and live. And we can hear those angelic voices as we heard on high, and we can sing, hark the herald angels sing. And we can come to a, a sense of well-being in our, our lives, that this child for us sin is foreign. In the manger, we would embrace the, the love and awe who would would not love thee, loving us so dearly. Yea, Lord, we do greet thee. Born this happy morning, Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father now and blessed hearing. As you have taught us to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And our next carol is, What Child is this? Purple number 219. We'll ask that Robin and Frederick return to the front. And if you'd like to book this couple or have us here at your church, you can contact all of it, United Methodist Church. What child is this purple hymnal, number 219? <laughs> 
that's to the you and the I, to the pulpit and the few. The want of money debars no one from scriptural privileges. The things of God's kingdom are often hid from the great and the noble and revealed to the poor. The busy labor of the hands need not prevent a person from being favored with a special, a special type of communion, a communion with God. Moses. Moses was keeping sheep. Gideon was crashing wheat. Elijah was plowing when they were severally honored by direct calls and various revelations from God. And let us resist the suggestion of Satan, Satan that, that religion is not for the working person. Religion is for all folks. And certainly a relationship with Jesus Christ is, is a personal relationship. And the weak of the world are often called before the mighty. The last are often first and, and the first last. And let us mark, secondly, the language. The language used by the angel in announcing Christ's birth to shepherds, to you and I. He said, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Joy which shall be to all. To all. We need not wonder at these words that the spiritual application of the dirt tremendous spiritual darkness which has covered the earth for some 4,000 4, years is about to be rolled away. The way to pardon and the, the way to peace with God was, was about to be thrown open to all humankind. All. And the hand and the head of Satan the head of Satan was about to be bruised, according to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Liberty was about to be proclaimed to the captives and recovering of sight. The blind, not only physically, but certainly spiritually. The mighty truth was about to be proclaimed that God could be just, and yet, for Christ's sake, justly justify the ungodly. Salvation was no longer to be seen through any form of type or, or figure, but openly, and, and salvation was to be seen and experienced face to face. The knowledge of God was, was no longer to be confined only to the Jews, the chosen, but to be offered to the whole Gentile, non-Jewish world. The days of heathenism were numbered. The first stone of God's kingdom was about to be set up. But this was not good tidings. Good tidings. There never were tidings that deserved the name tidings. And let us mark thirdly here who were, who were those that, that first praised God when Christ was born. They were the angels. They, they were the angels and not men and humans, but angels who had, who had never sinned and needed no Savior. Angels who had, who had not fallen and required no redeemer and no atoning shed 
blood. The first hymn to the honor of God was God made manifest in the flesh, was sang by a multitude of the heavenly, heavenly hosts. And let us notice this fact. It is full of deep spiritual truth in lessons. It, it shows us what good servants the angels are, that all their heavenly, heavenly master does, pleases and interests them. It shows us what clear knowledge, what clear knowledge they have. They know what misery sin, what sin had brought into the world and brought into creation. They know the blessedness of heaven and they had the privilege of an open door into it. And above all, it shows us the deep love and compassion which the angels, angels feel for the poorest of the poor. They rejoice in the glorious prospect of, of many souls being saved and, and brands being plucked from the burning fires of hell. And let us strive to be pure. And let us strive to be more like-minded, like-minded with the angels. Our spiritual ignorance and, and deadness appears most painfully in our inability to enter into the joy of the Lord, because it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength in which we, we see them here expressing themselves. And surely if we hope to dwell with them forever in heaven, we ought to share something of of their feelings while we are here upon earth. Let us seek more of a deep sense of the sinfulness of humanity and, and the lostness and the alienation that we all experience at times from God and the misery of sin. And then we shall have a more deep sense of thankfulness for our redemption, for our salvation. And let us march forth Fourthly, the hymn of praise. The hymn of praise which the heavenly host sung in the hearing, the hearing of the shepherds. This heavenly music, this heavenly praise. Yes, the heavenly host, the heavenly host sung in the hearing of the shepherds. They said, Glory. They said, Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards all, and how we need that proclamation and that living declaration in our hearts and our minds today. Glory to God, peace on earth towards all. And these famous words are, are variously interpreted. Humanity is by nature so dull in its spiritual things that it means as if we cannot understand the sentence of any heavenly, heavenly language when we hear it. Yet a meaning, a meaning may be drawn from the word which is free from any objection. And it's not any good sense, but, but it's excellent, excellent, excellent theology. Glory. Glory to God in the highest, the song begins. Now it's come the highest degree of the glory to God. By the appearing of the Son, Jesus Christ, in the world, he by his life, 
by his life and by his death on the cross will glorify God's attributes. God's attributes of justice and God's attributes of perfect holiness, God's attributes of mercy and, and wisdom as he never were glorified before. Creation. Creation glorified God, but not so much as redemption and the redemptive act in your life and in my life. From pulpit to pew and pew to pulpit. Peace on earth as the song goes. Now it comes to earth the peace of God which passes all understanding. The perfect peace between a holy God and a sinful humanity with Christ. With Jesus the Christ with the perfect, with his own blood. The peace which is offered freely freely to all who come, all humanity. The peace which once admitted into the heart makes one live in peace, one with another, and will one day cover the whole world. In goodwill to all, the song concludes, now has come the time when God's kindness and God's goodness will will force all guilty individuals be made fully, will be made perfectly, be made known. His power was seen in creation. His justice was seen in the blood, but his mercy remains to be fully revealed by the appearing and the atonement of Jesus Christ. Such was the court purchased in the corpus of the angel's song. Happy are they that can enter into this meaning and with their hearts subscribe to its content, content. The person who hopes to dwell in heaven should have some experiential acquaintance with the language of the inhabitants upon earth. And let us mark, here we leave this passage, in conclusion, let us mark the prompt obedience. The prompt obedience is the heavenly vision displayed by the shepherd. We see in them no doubt. We see in them no questioning, no hesitation. We see in them, and it's strange and improbable as the tidings might seem, there at once to act. To act upon them. They went to Bethlehem. Bethlehem and he. They found everything exactly as it had been told them. Their simple faith received a rich reward. They had the mighty privilege of being the first. The first of all humankind. After Mary and Joseph, who saw with bleeding eyes their, their newborn Messiah. They soon returned, and they returned, as you and I are called to return, glorifying God and, and praising God. Stay with me, praising, praising God. They soon returned. And what they achieved. May our spirits be like their spirits. May we ever believe very implicitly. May we act promptly. And we wait for nothing when the task 
son in faith will generally end in praise. Father God, this evening, as we commemorate your birth, as we acknowledge this evening, as we focus on the light in the world with Christ coming through our windows, amid the darkness, a dark world, a dark world that's caused because of sin and impurity and alienation from God. We ask, O oh Lord, that you proceed in our hearts with peace, goodwill, towards all. We pray for those by way of television and radio and other means, means of communication that will be hearing this shortly. We pray that we would bring the joy and the hope of Christ and the peace that passes all understanding. That the Holy Spirit of God, when we're activated and when we're energized and we're focused on, on Jesus, that mighty name is above all names, the blood of Christ that cleanses us from all sin. May we acknowledge, may we recall, may we rededicate our lives as we say this prayer. Dear Jesus, we thank you for dying for us. Forgive our sins of commission and omission. Come into our hearts and minds. Empower us with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And as we come to a close here, we have a number of candles. Also, we have uh, some gifts that we would like to uh, be given to um, you. We want to make sure that one of the comments we often hear in our Christmas Eve service is that we don't have quite enough light to uh,
prayers in the name of that holy child, Jesus the Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen. As we light the candles and turn to our carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, purple number 233.
Son, who kept coming in the authority of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now may the grace and the peace of God's Holy Spirit enlighten our hearts and our minds and our lips to share that good news of Christ. Go in peace and go with the glory of praising God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And if um, you'd like to stay around for a few minutes, um, we're going to sing some uh, good Christmas carols. And you can sing with delight. Uh, All Christmas.